Hello friends and welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Heather for anybody who hasn't met me virtually just yet. Um, Yeah, I guess that's what I say for the intro. Let's get into the actual episode. So where to begin? Well, I'm recording this. It is a Tuesday afternoon. Um, what, 1.30ish p.m.? Um, I am doing this thing. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll just see me posting about it yesterday. But I'm experimenting with a 20-hour work week and actually having, oh, my God, I could cry, actually having, like, dead set structure in my days, which is something this projector has been so resistant to for so long. Literally forever. I get like if you know me and a little bit about my story, etc. Um, you know, I grew up with two quadruple Virgo parents. And just that, and like even just saying that, it puts so much tightness in my body. Even just that gave me so much resistance to anything that's like organization or having your shit together or like um, being organized, um, structure, routine, all those things, so much resistance to it. N- not about it at all. I was at the um, Misfit Moon Gathering last week. I was telling the girls there that like my shopping list is just a like I do, well for starters I don't have one. If I absolutely need one, it's just like a scrap bit of paper, and I just like go in and grab that. There's no routine, and they're like, yeah, no, I have it in order of like the order that I go around the shops, um, you know, I have like a master list and then like a smaller list for what I need that week, but no absolute chaos. My to-do list for the week is just a scrap. Well, was just a scrap bit of paper with the list of things I need to do. And if it was happening on a specific day, it would have like a dash with like Wednesday next to it or whatever. Stress, right? Stress. I can just imagine the Virgos and Capricorns listening to this right now being like, their body's feeling tense, right? Anyway, so much resistance to it. But um, yeah, so I am trialing this 20-hour work week. And basically the how I'm structuring it is like basically wake up at seven, well, trying to wake up at seven, um, two hours of just whatever I feel like, usually grounding, um, some yoga, breakfast, um, what else? Like a shower. What else do you do in the morning? Yeah, typically that. Um, and then from 8.30 till 9, I do half an hour of checking my Instagram overnight, um, checking my emails from overnight and getting back to the bulk of that then instead of just like fluffing around, checking everybody's stories and that. I'm just like, no, I need to, I know I need to like get to my DM, see if there's anything important, et cetera, et cetera. Because sometimes people ask me questions about like um, the, the, human design course or whatever on there. So I know I need to get back to that. That's like priority one on there, same as emails. And then from nine till 12, everything goes off, everything gets shut down. And that's like the where I get the bulk of my creation done. So at the moment, obviously I'm creating the self-study portion of the human design reader training um, and like got to do all the lecture slides and also record all the classes and stuff too. And like just finished up the channels ebook for that too. Um, and sent that off to get made pretty. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, but that, that three hours in the morning, nine till 12 is when everything goes off. And that's when I get the bulk of my work done. And it has, you know, with just like a couple of little breaks where I get up, maybe boil a new cup of tea and get a little bit of like cake or whatever. Um, and that 
even just that, like, this is what I mean. I could cry. I feel such relief because it's what, you know, two o'clock ish now, because after that two hour, uh, three hours of my intense work, then I have two hours off for lunch. And that's when I go for a walk or exercise. Um, maybe eventually I'll start going to like actual Pilates classes or something. We'll see. I always say I'm going to do that. And then I'm like, hmm, but home is so good because my Mars in Cancer in the fourth house is like, if we're going to work out, we're going to do it like surrounded by your bed and pillows and comfortable things. So probably not at a Pilates studio, but whatever, maybe one day. Anyway, so that's that two hours there, have some lunch, go for a walk, go for a run, um, whatever it is on that particular day. I mean, that particular day, this is the second day of this routine. And then I come back and get back to it at two. And then from two to three, I will have like either like today I'm recording a podcast. So it might be like uh, content creation of a different sort. Um, or I might have a client at this time or be like prepping for a client. Um, because I'm going to shift to just seeing clients on Thursdays. That's like part of the new structure. That's part of the new routine. Um, yeah. So this like hour two to three is just kind of what needs to be done. That isn't part of my deep work that I don't need to be like totally distraction free for. So that, so yeah, sometimes it'll be podcasting. Sometimes it'll be like prepping. Um, who knows what else anyway, I'm sure this hour will always they'll always like, there's always something that just needs to be done that doesn't necessarily fit in with like the bulk of my creative process. And then the final half hour from the day till from three till three thirty is for admin. So things like, um, you know, if I need to send emails again, or if I need to update something on the website, or if I need to like, I don't know, tweak stuff or again, get back DMS or whatever it is, that's that. Um, and then knock off at three thirty, and that's it. And it's like, Huh, just seeing how much time I was wasting before this. Anyway, we could go into that in a lot more depth. And if you want me to actually specifically record an episode, maybe after I've been experimenting with it for at least like two, three weeks about my um, 20 hour work week and how it's going and all that stuff, like I would be glad to because truly, oh my God, if you are like me and you have had so much resistance like, especially if you work for yourself or you're working from home right now, which I know like a great deal bulk of people are, and you've had so much resistance to putting structure into your day. Oh my God. I implore you. I, this, like, I genuinely had that moment at 12 o'clock today and I looked at my list and I'd crossed out so many things that had been like weighing on my mind of like, I still need to do this. I still need to do this. I still need to do this. Um, it was done. And it's not like then when you don't have structure, it's like 12 o'clock is like my hard finish time. Cause that's like, I need, I need lunch. I need to take care of my human. I need to work out. I need to be on this 3d plane. So it's not like I get to 12 and not everything's done yet. So I'm just going to like sit here and punish myself and try and get it done until two and be totally burnt out and exhausted by two. It's like, no, 12 o'clock I get up no matter where I'm up to. Um, I make my lunch and I go for a walk or do whatever it is to work out and move my body. That is the flow. And so it just, oh, it's like being at school again, but without, you know, awful teachers and whatever, the dogmatic education system, you know. Anyway, so there's that. Anyway, I think that was the long story version of saying it's currently two o'clock in the afternoon. I am recording this sitting on my bed in this second part of my workday. 
Um, if you are interested in joining us for the human design reader training, so depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is the Thursday, um, there are a few days left of the early investor price. Um, all this will be like you, the link to the um, sales page will be linked in my bio. You can go check it out, see if it feels like the kind of, um, human design reader training that you would be interested in um but yeah recording this on thursday and that early investor price runs until the sunday the um 7th of march um so yeah if you are ready to attend human design magic school with me you can click through the link um in the show notes to claim one of the last five spots so yeah there are five spots left at the time of recording so that will be open until probably the Friday before we start. So we start on Monday, the 22nd of March um, and the cart will be open until probably the Friday beforehand or until all the spots are taken. So do with that what you will. Um, And it's funny, like I keep asking my body. So this year I am being hardcore about not consulting my mind for decision-making, not consulting like, the brain for decision-making, but actually, or like, you know, books, experts, whatever for decision-making, but actually just like fiercely turning to my intuition. Like if I could describe this to you, it's like, actually, like when I say fierce, there's like genuine, not like anger or like aggression, but I just see it as like a mum kind of like protecting her babies or I'm just being like, no, I'm, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm going to my head again. What do you want? Like, what do you want? Like talking to my heart kind of thing, like protecting my heart in that way. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. And it's funny, like I keep asking my heart, my body, like, is there something more I need to be like, quote unquote, doing to, to make sure that the right people end up in these last five seats. And the answer that I keep getting is so strong in my body that like, no, our marketing for this is supposed to be so very limited, especially right now before, um, Sunday and the last, last few days of the early investor price, um, which kind of goes against, goes against everything that we're taught in like traditional business conditioning, like, you know, or whatever. Like, fortunately, I never actually got super indoctrinated into that. Um, a lot of like the coaches and mentors that I've worked with are very much, much like on that whole, no, follow your intuition. Don't follow some like funnel structure or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like, the, the the messaging I get keeping is like, no, you don't need to be doing much because the people who are meant to be in there, like the last few people that are meant to be in there actually know they're meant to be in there. They just need to learn to trust themselves, um, which I guess is an experience in learning to trust for me too, that like I don't like don't have to follow, like I was saying, these classic launch, role, launch rules of like, you know, what it looks like is just like free webinars, free downloads, emails every day, you know, like just exhausting, you know, free, 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 biggest energy drain in the world. Um, and, you know, that's not to say that maybe one day for some offerings, I won't, no, nah, I don't think I will ever be doing like free webinars and that kind of stuff. We'll see, whatever. Um, but that is truly the magic of that gay 26, right? It's sly and unique. It's like all about marketing, but it's just like creative and dancey and fun in its selling style. And, you know, that's my North node. And I guess this is just how my 26 North node is wanting to express its marketing power right now. My body's just like, no, just sit, just be very minimal, um, email here and there. 
Anyway, so actually what we're going to be talking about today is something that I did send to my email list on the weekend. Um, and it's funny because like I got a couple of um, messages on Instagram about from women who had tried out this like little ritual. I guess you could call it just like a process, a dance, whatever you want to call it. Um, that I've been doing with money since September and they had tried it and they were just like saying about the sensations that it put inside their body and just like how I get I think powerful it is um, and so I was like okay I want to share this with a wider audience than just my email list because I know how powerful it is but it just feels too sacred to put on Instagram you know how when you're on Instagram and we all do this, it's just like we're not really present, we're not really conscious to it. Um, and so people are just like stroll- scrolling through Instagram, just like eating it up, eating it up, eating up, eating it up, information, information overload. Um, and I was like, no, this is far too sacred. Like I said, like, you know, we're going to go in. And plus recording like this gives me much more free reign to, to talk a lot more than, rather than having to uh, minimize it into you know, something that will just fit in the caption or whatever. So it's just going to be way better. Um, But yeah, at least on the podcast, I know that people who are listening, they're actually only listening to this. You know, you might be driving or like cooking dinner or something at the same time, but you're much more present than you are on scrolling through Instagram. So this podcast does feel like a much more sacred space to be speaking about this. Um, but yeah, so what we're going to be talking about is this little like overview into the ritual. Again, the process I've been using since September to like when paying for things, when spending money, when money is like quote unquote leaving my field. Um, since September, I started doing this to really rewrite the money codes inside of my system, inside my energetic system. Um, like I said that to my email list because I want the people who do invest in the reader training, like the human design reader training or the evolutionary astrology reader training that's also open right now. Um, I want them to have this really beautiful electrifying experience of paying for it that I have had so many times since September, um, paying for everything from like coffees up to like, you know, $4,000 coaching programs or whatever and everything in between. Um, but of course, like, obviously you can use this process for anything in your life. This is why I mean, I, I started only using it or really only doing it when I was paying for those like bigger ticket items. Hang on. I just need a sip of tea. Okay. Um, yeah, I started only using it for those bigger ticket items, but anyway, the story that we're going to get into first is sort of what made me realize, Hey, no, I should be using this for everything. And so I have been since I used it to pay my water bill this morning. Anyway, so good. Um, so I think that's a little intro that I wanted to share. Yeah. Okay. So let's start, um, with the flat tire story. I, and this is like the story that I also shared with my email list. So except I'm just going to expand upon it way more because, you know, in an email, again, people's attention span is quite limited. I know for me, I just like scroll through and like kind of get the gist of it. So I don't want to waste all my best storytelling on that. But, um, okay. Flat tires, flat tires. Where do we even begin? I realized the other day. So if you listened to my last podcast, you will know I was recording a podcast because I was putting off getting my flat tire changed. Yes. That is the amount of trouble I've had with structure, organization, the 3D physical world. Okay, 
that'll just give you a little overview. So when I actually finally got that tire changed and like got it fixed, like took it to the whatever tire, tire barn, tire auto place where they fix your tire. Um, and they saw like, oh, it's got a nail in it. We'll just have to, you know, puncture repair it. I realized in that moment that every time I get a flat tire, so I had a flat tire in June of 2018. I had one in July of 2019. And now I've had one in what February, yeah, February of 2021. So I didn't get one in 2020, but then again, I wasn't using my car in 2020. So there you go. Um, And they're always a huge financial initiation for me. And this like, This is something that I really want to share and bring to our, I guess, collective awareness that initiations into newer frequencies regarding money and finances are not always what's happening when you're paying for some huge thing, right? When you are paying for some huge coaching program or whatever, that is a huge initiation. Don't bloody get me wrong. But, okay. Let's start from the very first one, right? Okay. And again, this is just something I've been reflecting on since this final experience. I was like, wow, this is always at a huge, like, will you trust the universe or will you not like moment at my life? Okay. We should probably start with my conditioning around um, paying for stuff in the real world, because right now people are probably listening to this. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's a flat tire. It's not a big deal, but okay. So I grew up. It's like we had in my family, we had phases of time where we were like flat out broke as in like nothing. Like dad wasn't working. Mum was a stay at home mom. And we were like living on whatever the government would potentially give us. And dad was just like desperately searching for work. And sometimes this was for years at a time and we had to give up everything. And um, yeah, obviously, like we could always put food on the table. And my grandma was really generous um, and always looked after us in that sense, in that like she would lend us money or she would like buy us food if if we had to um, do that. But I always got conditioned with this sense that paying for things for the car was such a hassle. And I don't know exactly when that started, but from everything from petrol. So it was really only two years ago, maybe two, three years ago that I started fooling my filling my petrol tank up the whole way. No matter how much money I had in my bank account, I always had in my head that I was the kind of person that couldn't afford to fill my tank, right? Um, and yeah, then we'll get to the flat tire thing. But like getting the car serviced, um, just anything to do with the car in general, I had so much resistance to paying for it. So much like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Like flipping out anytime anything happened to my car. Um, never got like scratches repaired or anything like that because I was just like, no, it's just the worst thing ever. I can't even describe it, but I definitely think there was this sense from childhood of just like when the unexpected happens, like if the car breaks down or a tire goes flat or you lock your keys in the car, like the unexpected happens, which, you know, nine times out of 10 was happening with the car. Wow. Now I'm just having flashbacks to when I was 10 years old and our car got stolen from a shopping center. Okay, that is probably leaving left some trauma imprints because my little sister would have been like what my little sisters would have been four and six and mum's just like freaking out. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. So now we know where this trauma stems from. But anything to happen, anything 
that came about with my car, I sort of got in my head like, okay, cool. Now I can't eat for the next month because I'm going to be broke. That was the like, like extent of how much resistance I had to pay things for the car. Okay. So 2018, June of 2018, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I love a story time. Like I love story times so much. I could listen to them all day. Um, but whatever, if you want to just get to the ritual, then just like fast forward till you find it. I'm not going to do the whole timestamps thing. You can figure it out for yourself, but if you want to enjoy the story, sit back, pour a cup of tea, let's get into it. I'm sure it won't be that long, but whatever. Um, okay. So 2018, I'm working at the bakery, um, the bakery that I was working to working at up until what, like March, March ish last year, whenever the lockdown started in Melbourne last year. Um, and, 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 and. This was the first time, and I didn't realize it really until this flat tire incident, right? But this was the first time I had enough money to support myself. So let's go back a couple of like back into my early 20s, right? Like early 20s, Heather, really up until 25, 26 year old Heather. How old am I now? Yeah, it must have been like 25, 26 year old Heather. She was so poor. I cannot even describe to you how thrifty I was, especially after I moved out. And especially when I was backpacking, I lived on amounts. And because my Venus is in Sag too, like every spare penny that I had went towards travel and went towards like adventure. And so I didn't buy myself anything nice, like except to me, because like travel was the nice things. Like I would not hesitate at all to spend like $800 on plane tickets, but you know, again, if my car broke down, I would have so much resistance to playing, paying for it, which is probably just like a Venus in Sag thing in general is just, you know, all of our values are different. That's what Venus teaches us. So, um, by 2018 and I got this bakery job. Okay. So when I first moved out on my own, like not living with housemates or anything. So that was an initiation in itself. That was a very high, energy experience of signing that lease because a I didn't have a job at the time um I had about eight hundred dollars to my name it was a very interesting time and I don't know why they gave me a lease but whatever um manifested the heck out of that okay so that first summer when I lived by myself for the first time I was working in a restaurant and I may have spoken about this before but I worked in a restaurant and the my boss there was very abusive like probably one of the worst like narcissistic humans I've ever met in my life. Um, You know, there was a lot of like emotional abuse to start with. There was a lot of like, you know, verbal abuse, but then eventually he pushed me and that was the day when I quit, obviously. Um, Well, not obviously, because I know there are some people who would just be like, had to stay because I have to like feed a family or whatever. But fortunately I was single, lived on my own, um, had far too much blind faith in the universe that I would be supported. Uh, so I quit again with about $600 to my name. Plus I got about $50 worth of tips from that night for some reason. Um, again, universe smiling upon me could eat for the week. Uh, but yeah, so I did that. And then I found by chance this, this job in this bakery. And that must've been, I think I started there in February of 2018. Yeah. February, 2018. And slowly, but surely it got to the point where I actually was earning. So prior to that, like when I was working at that restaurant over the summer, I probably earned about three, oh, must've been about $350 a week. Plus like maybe 20, $25 in tips. 
because like people don't tip here in Australia like they do in the US. It's it was very just like lucky. Um, it was a pretty fancy restaurant too, so we did get more tips than than the regular humans. So yeah, about twenty five dollars a week in tips. Um, and you know my rent would have been I think it was two fifty at the time. So I again I was living on very little, but suddenly slowly but surely as I started working at this bakery, I mean their shifts were so long, which was bad but good because I would be doing like nine, 10 hour days and would earn what I used to earn at the restaurant, like in a day. And it didn't really click until this first time. So this must mean again, June, July, 2018, I got a flat tire and I had so much resistance in my body to going to get the puncture repaired because I was like in my body, I was like, I'm poor. The unexpected has happened. I cannot support myself. I will not be supported. I won't be able to eat for a week if I go get this, this, puncture repaired right because again that was just like my trauma coming back in like something unexpected has happened to my car and it's like you just no matter how unlogical that probably sounds to other people to me that was what was going on inside my body anyway I went and got the puncture repaired and it cost $37 and I was shook I was like oh my god I've been freaking out about this and it barely made a dent to my bank account again because for the first time in my life I was earning enough to support myself and support myself when the unexpected happens. For the first time ever, I was safe when the unexpected occurred. And I reckon I cried my eyeballs out like that night because of just like the stress that left my body of like, it is, it's such like a root chakra initiation. And that is truly what it was. That's why I'm calling these flat tires, my money initiations one after the other. Um, this was probably like one of the biggest ones, probably the biggest one, truly, because this was the first time that I said to myself and I realized I can do this. I can take care of myself. I can survive as a human, um, independence, blah, 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 blah. Yes. I was 25 or 26. I was a late bloomer. Get over it. Um, okay. So that happened. Then where do we go to next? The next time. I got a flat tire. So it was also always around eclipse season too. Um, the next time would have been in 2019, again, around June, July. I got a flat tire. And at this time in my life, I'd gone back to uni and I could not work at the bakery as much as I used to. I couldn't do, you know, four or five of those nine, 10 hour shifts a week. And I'd pretty much just told my boss that, that I had to cut down to two days, two days of work a week um, because I had to like focus on my studies and whatever. That was just where I was at at, the, at that time. And of course I got a flat tire and it was the same kind of thing. It wasn't as intense as the first one, but it was this huge initiation of learning to trust the universe, trust that I would be supported. It's again, it's so hard for you to conceptualize because at, like I'm sure some people obviously have similar money trauma like money beliefs and whatever and so they can really uh connect but for other people who just grew up with parents who like when the car was broken they just fixed it and they didn't really ask a question parents who always filled the the um petrol up to the top and didn't like you know put in twenty dollars and then hope that the next week they had enough to put in ten dollars and enough to like get to work and whatever and so it's it's, it's hard to really explain it um, 
But but still, even a year later, even after having that experience, that beautiful experience, that beautiful root chakra initiation, where I was like, oh my God, this is $37. Why am I making such a big deal out of this? When it happened again, especially at this time in my life when I had let go of my source of income um, and was, you know, going back to being like, quote unquote, a poor student. Um, and it was to happen again at that exact time, right? It, it was just another initiation. And I felt those same feelings of frustration and like, why does nothing just ever work? And why can't life just run smoothly, right? Um, and then again, just like going into my body and and paying for it with gratitude, right? That, okay, it's $37. I can't afford this. Um, I don't have to result, resort to eating rice and lentils for the next six, seven, eight, however many weeks to make up for this $40 um, just because it came out of nowhere or it was unexpected or like it's annoying or like why do those work people who were building stuff, building new houses near the place where I work have to leave their na nails hanging around for me to drive over? Um, okay. And then we're up to this one. Yeah. So what was it like last week? Literally. Um, I got a flat tire. It had been sitting in my carport. I live in a place now where I'm fortunate enough to be able to walk most places that I need to go. Um, especially cause I walk, work from home so I can walk to go get coffee and I can walk to go get groceries and what more does a gal need? Uh, so I could very easily just leave my car in the carport, just have my sister pick me up and stuff for a couple of weeks. Cause she lives like 10, 15 ish minutes that way you can't see me pointing but I'm pointing um so that wasn't a problem and then eventually I had to deal with it because why why did I eventually get it done oh yeah it was literally just a wake-up call one morning where I was like I'm acting like a child and I'm thinking about all these things that are happening like up there out there and when I have this very real 3d problem that I've been ignoring and sweeping under the rug and I knew I had two choices for that day I could like escape this 3D problem and do any number of things or I could deal with this 3D problem and feel like a proper adult and I was like you know what today I feel like feeling like a proper adult today I feel like putting the 3D first and so this is where I want to actually no let's let's finish this story and then I'll finish that other thought that I was about to go down the rabbit hole of. Okay. So I go and fortunately I had enough juice left in the tire to drive to the tire place. It's just 10 minutes um, ish or whatever. So I did that and got it fixed again. It was $39. It's gone up in $2 in the last two years since I had a flat. But this time I did this little ritual that I'm about to share at this end of the thing while I did it, like fully stayed present in my body, felt the power raise up, like felt complete gratitude that I could take care of my 3D physical needs, felt the intensity of what it means. I like, not only can I support myself on someone else's wage, but I am supporting myself when the unexpected occurs because of my own business, right? Because of my own income that I have received from my creations, my heart, like my love that I'm pouring into the world. And that, even just right now, my root chakra is on fire, like that. And letting myself sit in that, right? Instead of just bypassing that moment and being like, you know, tapping with hesitance, like, why do I have to pay for this thing? Da, 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 da. Um, but actually using that moment 
as a monetary initiation, as a means of rewriting these long imprinted codes inside of my body that say it is frustrating to pay for things to do with your car. Um, it's a waste of money. Cars are money eaters, da, 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 da. Because my car, like, because I live an hour away from my family-ish, my car is the reason that I get to see my family every couple of weeks. Like, my car is the reason I don't have to catch the train, which blessings to that. Um, it's a great thing, right? This this very 3D thing, it's a wonderful thing. And so thinking that it's annoying or like a money eater or whatever, no, I just felt the full gratitude of that. And that is where I'm going to go um, into this other thought that like our, the process of us, like, and this is, this is for me, okay? You can have your own experience, but I believe the process of rewriting our like money codes inside of our system is not what happens like when we're journaling or when we're finding yet another like um, old money belief or when we're like in meditation or like when we're doing whatever. All that energetic stuff is important, but you can do that for years and you will always find yet another reason why you, you know, prevent yourself from receiving money, blah, 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 blah. You can always find yet another like childhood wounding around um, finances. You will always find yet another thing to journal about, but until you actually apply some of the realizations into your everyday life, into your 3D reality and use the information and actually make tangible changes in your world, you know, I call it like really like 3D initiations. That's essentially what we're talking about here. When life meets you with this literal initiation and recognizing it and rising to the challenge of it, then you're just going to stay in the same perpetual loops, right? You might get little bits of changes here and there, but obviously the whole flat tire thing is an initiatory process for me. Um, And so when we actually start to interact with money in a different way, instead of like just either freezing, freezing it out out of fear or spending it with no consciousness. So they're really the two things that we do. Either we just like freeze it out and we see a bill and we ignore paying it until the very last moment until it becomes like, oh God, um, and our bodies are totally like locked up into a trauma response when we do. Or um, we completely ignore it and we, we aren't present in our body, right? There's no consciousness. We actually like leave our body when we spend money, right? They're really the two ways that we interact with it. Whereas spending money is a super high frequency, highly energetic playground where you get to feel some pretty intense sensations in your body. Okay. So now we're going to go into the ritual and truly like spending money can be like, because it's so root chakra entwined and connected, like this can literally send huge like kundalini through your body. So I signed up for a workshop on Thursday, maybe Wednesday or Thursday of last week. And, you know, it was over a thousand dollars and I, I did this process and I don't think like, I don't know. I don't know if there's any correlation as to the specific like frequencies that move through your body and the amount, but it would probably be more what it means to you. So if $400 is a big amount to you, then you will feel these sensations in your body. If a thousand dollars is a big amount to you, you will feel these sensations through your body. If $20, like if spend, if shouting your friend a $30 lunch 
feels like a huge stress for you and you do this little ritual, you will feel these huge sensations moving through your body. So it's, it's relative, right? Numbers are just numbers. Um, amounts are just numbers. So it's all relative, but like it truly, I feel because it's so like root chakra connected, it unleashes like Kundalini through your body. Like it's when I signed up with this workshop and, and paid in full. And, you know, I, I added in my, I spoke about in my email that like becoming someone who only pays for things in full is a huge initiation in itself. And that was another thing that I did towards the end of last year. I said, I am now someone who pays in full. Like if I don't have the money in my bank account, then I will wait until I can pay in full. This will be different for like, probably if there's ever anything really big ticket, like eventually I want to get a new car or, um, like maybe if there is like other, like, you know, over a few thousand dollar kind of things. But, you know, I paid for my $4,000 coaching program last year in full, paid for this workshop in full, um, all of these things. That is an initiation in itself. And feeling those sensations move through your body is like electrifying, absolutely electrifying. So let's go into the actual process I use for my root chakra clearing investment ritual. Um, you can use this for anything. Like I said, you can use this when you are paying for lunch, like shouting someone lunch. You can use this when you are, um, I don't know, buying like cleaning products for your house. You can use this when you are, I don't know, paying for the laundromat or something. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, and use it for everything too. That's what I've started to do now. It's like every time I tap my card, I'm inside my body. Okay, so firstly, before you pay the money, create a sacred space. So obviously this is going to look very different for where you are at the time. Um, if you're at home, like if you're paying for the human design reader training, or if you are paying for something on the internet, I say go all out, like light some candles. I like to have like, especially for these bigger investments um, and even for bill paying too, because you really want to create this like abundant, like yay, cozy magical atmosphere and like add magic into the process of paying bills um so i'll pull out like some tarot cards that represent like abundance to me so for me it's like the magician the ten of pentacles are uh, the nine of pentacles um what else there are probably so many oh king queen of pentacles massive and just have them around you right display them however you like light some candles burn some incense um whatever else Whatever other cozy things help your physical body to feel safe during the process of investment, right? Um, the body just wants to feel safe. That's all it needs because the more that you can say to yourself, like, you are safe, you are safe, you're safe, because it's one thing to actually logically think your way through it. Like, why am I making such a big deal out of this? Of course, I can afford to pay for this $40 flat tire. Um, you know, I have a lot of savings. Of course I can afford, of course I can afford to pay for this thing that I want to do. That is all just in the mind. Right. And so the body still doesn't feel safe. And so I like this little added process, especially when you're at home, creating coziness, creating safety for the physical body. So if you are out in the world, like if you are paying for a coffee or paying for a flat tire repair, just take a moment to center yourself in the moment, right? Just Take a moment to bring yourself into your body instead of living up in your head, instead of like traveling down those thoughts of like, oh God, here we go, more money leaving me, da, 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 da. Take a moment to just like take a breath, um, maybe a couple of breaths, you know, ground into this moment, this present moment. And even like you can, you know, you can put up your pr little protective energy bill, 
energy field, energy bubble, whatever that looks like, create your own safe space, even when you're out in the world. Okay. Um, nextly, set an intention for the investment. Again, you might not do this for everything. You might not do this when you are paying for a $5 coffee, but why not? Um, but my intention for most investments is like all that I spend comes back to me tenfold or threefold or whatever. Uh, but you can make it anything you'd like. Like my investment um, improves the life of this barista, right? If you are paying for a coffee, it can be anything, you know, but but set the intention because this actually like purifies the money that's leaving your field when money leaves or like, you know, leaves our field, but it's, it's feeling sticky and icky and like, we don't want it to go. Um, or like, we're just like, eh. it's not the same as when we actually send money out into the world with the literal intention of like, this money is paying for my barista's dinner, right? This money is creating a better life for the person who's receiving it. Um, and also for you too, like this money comes back to me tenfold. Every penny I spend comes back to me tenfold, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, have your have your intention. So you can write that down, right? And set it up with your tarot cards if you are at an at-home ritual, or you can just say it in your head if you're like at the mechanic or whatever. Okay, and this is an extra step if you are buying something online. So next you want to get your payment page all set up. So type in your details, type in your card and PayPal details, like get to the point where all you have to do now is hit confirm. Um, and this is usually the point where that sense of cold fear, that dread, those lack frequencies shoot up through my sacral center, right? And my whole body typically freezes. You know, this doesn't, like it does get easier and it does get less and less. Um, but especially as you are in the process of rewriting these codes around money, this will continuously happen. Again, it takes a process, um, but it takes showing up for the initiations. And so here is where we ground, right? Turn to the earth, turn to Gaia. She knows what to do. She knows how to support you. Like breathe deep into your root chakra, visualize grounding cords shooting out from the base of your spine, going into the earth, right? Um, like the center of the earth, you know, feel the support and the nourishment that Gaia, Gaia provides, like feel the abundance that resides upon this planet, the trees, the grass, the earth, the wind, the, the ocean, right? Um, feel how deeply like the earth wants to support you and let that frequency move through all your lower chakras, right? Just loosen. Okay. So if you are entering a pay payment plan, for example, visualize yourself making the future payments with love, joy, and intention, just like you're making this first one, right? Feel how excited you are now. Feel the safety you're feeling from the earth now and see that extending through each payment within the payment plan. If you are paying in full, feel the powerful message that you are sending with that statement, right? I am the kind of person who pays in full. Becoming that person is a huge initiation. And so let yourself stay in your body through that, right? Don't escape into your head. Stay inside that. Okay, notice any tightness in your body and send it love. Send it breath, send it love. Consciously unclench your, draw, your jaw, relax your hips, relax your shoulders. Notice where you're feeling tightness and just send love and breath to that space. Now let joy and excitement and enjoyment spark up inside your body, right? Intentional paying, like we were talking about, it's a hugely high frequency experience. Let yourself feel it. Let yourself, let your lower chakras like vibrate with the process. 
feel the new codes being inserted into your system as you bring this much expansion to something that may have previously been associated with contraction, leaving the body, um, dread, lack, frustration, blah, 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 blah. Now, last of all, click submit, right? Or tap your card and then dance, shake it off. Um, having so much energy moving through your system, it's going to need to find a way to be released, to be let go and dance for me is the easiest way to do that. But you know, whatever works for you. And if you are in public, you might prefer to just like I don't know, like cats do, like shake it off, right? Shake off some of that excess energy, let it go. Um, you might like to just kind of sway with the intensity of those frequencies that are now moving through your system. Just let yourself stay in it instead of escaping it. And so that is it. That is the entirety of my ritual. If you do experiment with it, I'd love to hear about it. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. Oh, okay. So I did say that I was going to start... Um, adding little like cord cutting ceremonies to the end of episodes. I still need to, I still want to record an entire, like probably like just a mini episode, just like 15 minutes or so, just about the importance of, of sov- like sovereignly interacting with content instead of just like blindly absorbing everything and becoming super attached to the person who's created it. So now that we've reached the end, um, everybody take a deep breath. Inhaling in through the nose and as you exhale, feel your shoulders drop, letting something go. And do that again, really clearing out some energy this time. Inhale and letting something go. Okay. Now set the intention that all energy of yours that has become connected to the Sovereign Projector podcast returns to you now. And now visualize either um, me, if you know what I look like, or visualize the little like Sovereign Projector uh, image thing. Just see it in your mind's eye and notice any chords like Maybe you'll feel them. Maybe you'll sense it. Maybe you'll feel it as like kind of holes in your energy field, or maybe you'll actually see chords connecting you to that image um, of the sovereign projector like image. Just notice that. And now look down at your right hand, if you're right-handed or your left hand, if you are left-handed and notice that there is now a pair of scissors there and they look sharp. They look good. And now with a deep breath and a smile, you're going to cut any cords, visualize that cord now and visualize it cutting, right? You cutting through it and see the sovereign projector image falling away, just falling away and notice those cords coming back to you. And you might actually even sense some of the energy you're getting back now. And just let all that energy reintegrate into your field. And you might need to maybe patch up some of the holes in your field. Take a moment now to do that. Just see any holes in your field solidifying and closing over. 
so that your aura, your energy field is totally whole. You're totally in your own energy. And anything I've said today, any thoughts you had while you were listening today, they belong to you. They're yours. And you can interact and use the content you've taken in in whatever way feels good to you. And let's take one last really deep breath, the deepest breath you've taken all day before we say farewell. Inhale. Hold it at the top for a moment and let it go. Okay. I've so enjoyed our time together today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at underscore Heather Man, and my website is heathermanhumandesign.com. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you very soon. Okay, bye.